Hello everyone and welcome back to Natter With Your Sabs. This is a podcast for the Feel Yourself February campaign to discuss self-love and body image and start conversations about taboo issues that matter to students. Today we're here with Dom Lee, NSR station manager and music editor at The Courier. We'll be exploring body image from a male perspective, how this interacts with masculinity and the misconceptions surrounding men in the body positivity movement. So thanks very much for being here, Dom. Um, do you want to start by telling us a bit more about yourself and your history with body image? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm also a third year English language student, just to give some more background on me. Uh, and hmm, in history with body image, it's always quite a, a difficult topic topic to kind of talk about, isn't it? Because it's, it's not something that you really think about a lot when you're younger, at least in my case anyway. So I suppose my history of body image really started uh, in sort of late primary school years, maybe early high school. Uh, I was bullied a little bit because of weight and things like that. Well, I mean, I I was bullied anyway, but um, that was certainly a factor that played into it. Um, And it wasn't something that I really thought about until I got to a bit of a later age, maybe first year of university. Because I think one of the things that... um, people seem to forget is like when when stuff happens in high school it's it's kind of people assume it to have an immediate effect and it kind of did in the way that you know your your mental health goes down but I think at the age of like 13 14 you're not really in in you you've not really got the experience to know when something is wrong or where or when something that someone says to you is is not okay I think at 13 14 especially as a man I think you you kind of you're expected and you're kind of you kind of learn to take things on the chin when realistically it's not something that you can take on the chin and I think from that point my sort of relationship with my body image has been a little bit complicated and it, it it gets worse at times it gets better at times um there were points where I, I was doing like a lot of running and that kind of helps. I think exercise is something that can help you. I mean, it doesn't help everyone, but it's something that can help. And then as soon as I got to university, my, my body image just went like right downhill because you start meeting lots of other people and you, you know, um, you're in an environment that, that praises one uh, type of male body image over others. And I think that that kind of it sort of permeates a bit more at a sort of hyper local level when you're at uni. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really interesting as well, because I think people assume that when you get to university, a lot of the time, that's when um, things change. And I think sometimes it can be more isolating for people, but also sometimes it can be like really I don't know a joyous thing and it's kind of it does seem to go in one, one of two ways and but suddenly you are in a new environment where you are surrounded by lots of new people um and I think yeah I've never really thought of it like that as well so that's super super interesting um so I was just wondering how has the pandemic changed your relationship with your body well I'll start I'll start off by saying that a lot of people see the pandemic as the ideal time to sort of work on yourself and I just really don't agree with that. I think it's actually the worst time to be working on yourself because, you know, if, if, if say exercise helps you out, gyms aren't open and, you know, a lot of people are stuck at home. Like I'm, I'm at home. I didn't manage to get back up to Newcastle after Christmas and there's always, you know, family distractions around 
and you don't want to be like going going for runs and stuff when your mum's got your tea on the go and stuff like that and yeah yeah the pandemic's been awful because you I think I think one of the things about it is everyone assumes you've got so much time on your hands and the the reality is yeah you, you've got a lot of time on your hands but that's also a negative thing because you've got you've got no you've got no energy almost because you've got so much so much dead time in the day and, and all your motivation just goes out the window and you've got all your uni work and stuff as well like I'm I'm doing my dissertation at the minute and it's tough to to find motivation for that so you're finding the motivation to sort of think about where I stand with my body image and stuff like that is is difficult and of course one of the one of the biggest things that happens when you're doing late night shifts and trying to get like all your work done is is eating eating's the the one thing that gets you gets you through it um you know I I like an ice cream to get me through an essay lots of people like a bit of chocolate something like that and you know that that's okay that's something that is pretty normal but when you're stuck indoors all day you, you tend to feel a bit crap about yourself anyway so the op- you, you know seeing as the opportunity isn't there for you to be going outside and doing stuff to, that would make you feel better about yourself it's it's a bit more difficult isn't it yeah definitely I think that's really true and I think on top of that all there's been a lot of messaging like you said about the kind of the way we view bodies you know with coronavirus affecting overweight bodies more than you know slimmer bodies um I think that's got very interlinked with the way that those bodies are viewed and the kind of rhetoric in society about all the connotations that those things have even though a lot of the time it's <laughs> um not really as as kind of within our control as we'd like to believe um so I think there's a lot of kind of complicated um different areas there um yeah so do you feel like your personal experience with your body is left out of the body positivity movement and if so how how yeah I do um because obviously it's something that I discussed in my article it it is a movement that's been led and focused on women and that's not necessarily a bad thing like I I can't say that women should be focusing more on men's bodies because you know you've got your own concerns it's 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 not on you to be getting this discourse about male bodies and just started up it's it's not on you but I think in general and I think this this is something that I talked about in my article as well to make a sort of lazy generalization about men we're not very good at supporting each other and I don't feel like there is a lot of support at the minute in terms of male body positivity I think on the whole men are getting slightly more comfortable talking about their emotions but I think that's much more to do with sort of mental health and suicide numbers than it is to do with body image I don't think we're quite at the point where it's acceptable to talk about those things or even for there to be a conversation about those things I think that's why I think that's why the conversation isn't there and that there there is effectively no movement around male body positivity because it's it's just not something that's discussed and that's quite a hard reality to get your head around because obviously there's an issue there but I think what I think the thing is it does tie in with with the whole issue of masculinity as well which I know we're going to be talking about later but I think because men are so are so like programmed to take everything on the chin and just sort of get on with things we're kind of we ignore things that are 
are still problems, but not quite at surface level, if you get what I mean. So I think the, the difference between, say, the men's body positivity movement and the women's body positivity movement is that a lot of the bad stuff that gets said about women's bodies is a lot more surface level. And what I mean by that is it's more, it's, it's more obvious. Like anyone can go into like a shop and, and buy a copy of the copy of the sun and turn to page three and think, right, this is not okay, clearly. But I think when it comes to men's body image, it's not something because the, because the may because maybe the problem is not so is not so visible and so obvious to people it, it it sort of gets ignored and that's not to say that it should be more visible it, it that's just the way that society's working at the minute I, I mean we can't really do anything about it um but yeah it's it's it just strikes me that we as as men we're kind of we we are ignoring it um because it, it's not it's not maybe a, a, on the top of our list of things and we i think as 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 men we can we can only we can only do so much at the minute because we're coming from a position of it's not okay to talk about your emotions too suddenly it 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 is okay and i think it's it's kind of naive of us to think that we can get from a position of not talking about anything to talking about everything that there is a kind of transition period needed and obviously some things are going to get picked up earlier than others and some things are going to get left to one side and I think that's that's what happened that's what's happened in this case yeah I think it's super interesting because as well I think part of it is centered around the male gaze and kind of we can now recognize that the male gaze is unacceptable on female bodies um, and kind of this expectation that the male gaze puts onto female bodies like the patriarchal kind of approach but when it comes to male bodies I think male bodies are hypersexualized um, a lot of the time in the media and in adverts and things like that but it's it doesn't people don't see it as carrying the same weight um, I think because of you know the whole like patriarchy and and those kinds of concepts so it's quite interesting because in fact, the pressures that are put on male bodies are very, very similar to the pressures that are put on different bodies. And I think the, the problem is, is that because of the way that privilege and all of that kind of seems to be seen in society, we, we kind of diminish male kind of voices in that because it's almost not seen as, as valuable as the other voices. And I think it's very interesting because all bodies deserve as much respect and as much value as all other bodies but I think particularly when it comes to men I think men can be quite hard on each other as well and you know when when there are jokes it's often about appearance so I think it's quite interesting that you talk about as well the whole male mental health movement and the focus on that and trying to conquer that before conquering the next thing and I think that's definitely something that we've seen throughout history but I would I would love the male body positivity movement to be part of that kind of mental health thing. Um, do you think that that is something that's achievable in the next, say, five to ten years? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is achievable. Whether it will happen or not is a completely different thing. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I know it sounds like there's an aeroplane going over constantly. That's just hoovering. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that can happen. I, I don't know whether it will happen. Um, I think 
if it gets tied in with the wider discussion about mental health, it, it definitely could. But I, like I say, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure men as a community are necessarily ready to talk about that aspect. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's so inbuilt in men to to see an ideal as something to work towards. We're 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 always taught from a young age that we have to we have to work to get what we want in in life, and we, we've got to have this sort of combative sort of alpha mentality and I think that that comes with your body image as well because the the body image that's associated with that is the sort of like beefcake like absolute like you know like renaissance statuesque like thing image and I think that's part of the whole the whole alpha mentality I think you, you know pictures of success and in tv shows and stuff are always shown like lifting big dumbbells and like walking around like like i said in the article walking around with a little white shirt just completely unbuttoned just to expose this massive raging six-pack and i think it's so inbuilt in our in our ideal of what a what a successful man is that it's quite hard to divorce the idea of a successful and happy man from this body image and I think that that's something that happened that's happened with women as well so I think you know history obviously is is secular 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 circular it it comes in cycles anyway it repeats itself (laughs) and I think it's gonna I think the male body positive movement is gonna like it's it's gonna follow the same path effectively because you know the, the same dis- dis- discussions will come up, and we're we're start we're at the starting point now, and it's it's going to take a while. It might it might take less because we're in a, a slightly more liberal modern age, but who who knows? I'd I'd love it to become more of a thing in the next five years, but I think, like I say, it's it's hard to it's hard to divorce success from this image. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you bring a really good point in there as well is that what the body positivity movement is about is about trying to change the way societal attitudes work rather than necessarily always individual bodies but it's about trying to dumb down those those misconceptions and those kinds of um negative perceptions so i think in time as the female body positivity movement works more towards that that kind of getting rid of things being taboo and that negative body image in society hopefully that can also manifest itself into the male body positivity sphere um and hopefully that can kind of become one um so i'm just wondering is there any one that you find inspirational in the body positivity movement and do you feel that they represent your personal experience yeah there's definitely people that are well there's there's a person that I find inspirational that the guy that I mentioned in my article Stevie Blaine he's got his his Instagram account that's really that is really inspirational in, in in a way I mean I'm not the biggest sort of like Instagram real TikTok type watcher but it's it's inspiring to see someone just sort of thinking thinking about themselves in quite a positive light in it yeah it's it's been it's inspirational to see someone thinking about themselves in a in a positive light when I've I've had a similar sort of body image to him and had very negative things said about me so I think it's 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 kind of refreshing to see someone taking positives 
in the fact that people do take negatives and being proud of themselves. Um, but I think the fact that I can, I can only think of one person and say very little about that person because it's, it's only been a short time since I discovered that person is itself an issue. And I think that it, for it to become more accepted, it needs to be accepted within a celebrity type sphere or in, at least in a sort of influencer type sphere, which I think is, I mean, I'm, I can't speak for the women's body positivity movement, but it feel it does feel like from an outsider's perspective, social media is playing a massive part in it. And, and there are like body positive influencers out there, which is, is an amazing thing considering the, the whole negative atmosphere that surrounds influencing. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of what's needed. Um, whether it will happen, I don't know, because I don't know whether men would respond to influencers in the same way. It, it might have to be like, I don't know, I, I'm making a very lazy generalization again, but like maybe a sports person, like I think Freddie Flintoff's documentary was pretty inspiring about um, bulimia. I think that was a really positive thing. And now that I think of it, that he, I find, I find him quite inspiring because of that. But I think people in the mainstream media that feel comfortable in their bodies are not necessarily people that are, it's difficult to find them inspiring because the whole conversation around them doesn't allow it. Like you could, you could point to someone like James Corden, who is obviously very comfortable in his body, but the way that his body is discussed in, in the media is, 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 he's only allowed to be a figure of, of fun. He's only allowed to be someone who's laughed at or, or sort of mocked. And yeah, that, that's part of his appeal. He's, he's a comedian. He invite, he invites people to have a laugh with him, have a joke with him. That, that's his persona, but I, it can feel a bit sort of it can it can feel very patronizing at times I also mentioned in the article about Chris Pratt and when he was spotted with a dad bod and there was a whole sort of hype around that for a couple of weeks but that also felt a bit patronizing um just because I think the whole discussion around it was was kind of it wasn't it wasn't that his body was being found attractive it was things like you know, there's there's more to hug or whatever, or, or or comments like that, and people, while people might think they're being they're being nice about someone when they're saying that, it's 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 not really. Um, I I think people don't really understand how that could affect someone. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's interesting what you said about the female body positivity movement being more um overt, and I think that's kind of testament to the kind of societal shift that started happening surrounding female bodies and how we look at them um but also i think it's quite pernicious the way that the male body image uh, kind of male body positivity is quite um tied up with sort of the fitness industry and the wellness industry that we talked about in our first podcast which is um i think less obviously damaging than something like the diet industry or kind of trying to make yourself really skinny because um yeah i guess we just we've come to a kind of societal um acceptance now that that's quite a harmful industry or at least a, a more of one um but the the fitness industry has kind of taken precedent as a kind of alternative to that that's like healthy and um it can be equally damaging i think in some ways yeah definitely it's it's it sort of still points to an ideal which is the issue um mm -hmm. 
I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and deny the fact that exercise is good for you. It's good for your mental health and stuff like that. But I think that the point of it is that you shouldn't be going to the gym or going to, or, or doing loads of exercise to fit in with an ideal. It should, it should be, it should be more focused on yourself and finding validation from within yourself and I think on the whole that's something that I've struggled with and I know that a lot of other men around me have struggled with finding validation within yourself and I think when you throw exercise in there with that it become it does become quite a damaging thing I think if we viewed exercise more personally and less from a from a one-size-fits-all approach then I think it could be it could be more beneficial because people be working towards their own goals not towards what they see in a magazine or what they see around them because it, it's it it doesn't work for everyone not everyone has you know the potential to be the world's strongest man or to be like a six foot tall nfl player with zero percent body fat it, it's just not it's not achievable for everyone yeah um so yeah you've talked quite a lot about how the kind of idealized male body type has wound up with the wider idea of masculinity um so yeah do you want to go into a bit more depth about kind of how these two are linked and kind of explore that a bit further yeah definitely um i think well the, well, the obvious link is that masculinity for so long has been seen as this single sort of binary thing and i think that's the way with the the ideal male body image as well they're so they're so intrinsically linked it's kind of hard to see them as separate because the body image thing it it completely ties in with with this singular image of masculinity of being someone who's who's strong who's silent who's like chiseled and and sort of emotionless and I think that's kind of the key I think that that it's interesting lots of people like I think Jordan Peterson um is someone who talks about like masculinity a lot in the media and he talks about there being a crisis of masculinity which in his eyes is is represented is representative of the the ideals of masculinity being sort of denigrated and it's it's strange because I kind of I, I agree that there's there's a crisis of masculinity but I see it in a very different light to him he sees the crisis as being the ideal has been has been denigrated whereas I see it as there is an an ideal I think the, the crisis of masculinity is that people that men aren't sort of encouraged to be themselves and and find and and find value in in the masculinity that they that they represent and I think sort of lots of lots of phrases are, are banded around like you know are, are you comfortable in your masculinity and, and the truth is I don't know I don't know that anyone's comfortable in their masculinity because I'm not sure anyone really knows what their masculinity is aside from this this one thing and I think that's that's quite a hard thing in itself when when the image of being a man is is very singular and and, and binary, you kind of you, you feel very cast cast aside, and I think that's the way I felt um, because I I I know I don't fit in with the, the traditional view of masculinity. I'm I'm you know what what the older generation might call a little sensitive. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's kind of hard. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with being traditionally masculine that. It, it's just who some people are but obviously having that as the ideal and having that as the only the only option almost you are casting a lot of people aside and you, people do start to lose faith in themselves and 
question themselves like you know am i am i a real man and and that that's a horrible thing to think like everyone everyone has has the right to feel like they're that they're a real man or whatever manly means to them it's it's kind of it is really heartbreaking to to think about and the, the the more the more i think about it and the more i talk about it the more i start to realize that it's something that i've struggled with myself and that it fits in with the with the body image very easily because with this hyper hyper sort of macho image comes 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 the the body and it's kind of it it's part and it's part and parcel of that alpha mentality like i said earlier yeah definitely i think that the um this kind of i started to bring up the harry styles thing but it was very much equated like what he was wearing with the traits that were being lost and i think there's a lot of masculine traits that are really kind of worthy to have in everyone like i think there's yeah there's a lot of masculine traits that are really useful in society but um yeah there was a kind of big shitstorm basically about um harry styles wearing a dress because that was seen as a kind of dwindling of masculinity not just in the in in the physical form but also just in everything that it represented um and i think that kind of represents a lot of the problems with jordan peterson's worldview as well um yeah no definitely i think i think what's interesting is the dichotomy of masculinity and femininity and kind of how you can't you know you're expected to be this if you a a cisgender male and do you know what I mean and 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 the same with I think what's interesting is how the LGBTQ plus community um, have helped to shift that binary slightly but there's an expectation now that if a man is I don't know um, potentially like for instance with Harry Styles is exploring feminine ideals that they are automatically not heterosexual and it's kind of this like this amalgamation of sexuality and gender um, and body image and how all of those things come together to make assumptions about people and I think what what we want to see and I think the world that would be better for everyone every single person is one where we're not we don't expect things from people we don't expect anything from another individual based on how they may appear to us or you know and I think that's something that it seems very idealistic but I I think that realistically all we're doing is undoing all the social norms that have been put upon us and that have been forced us into these boxes so I think with saying that, um, you also talked a bit about how advertising perpetuates an idealised male body type. How so? Yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because I think that that also is something that's sort of shifted over time. Obviously, like there's trends come in and out all the time. So we you've ju- we've just talked about Harry Styles, and it's interesting because I think we've we kind of learnt the wrong lesson from Harry Styles rather than thinking, wow, there, there's a confident a confident guy that sort of doesn't care what people what people say about him he he he's he's someone who's confident in what he believes being a man is and what his version of masculinity is instead of doing that we've we've thought right harry styles that's the ideal now and we we've sort of created another ideal so and it's i don't know i don't know whether it'll last um because it like i say it's it's a trend like dad, dad bods were a trend for they were they were hot for a minute um who knows whether that that you know that ideal slow slowly gone away i don't know whether the sort of harry styles body type will will be something that 
is idealised for a long time. But um, I think with advertising, it's it's interesting really because it, I think it's something that is kind of ignored um, or it, it, it's ignored in the, in the sort of sense of the wider population, but it's quite obvious to see. I mean, uh, picking out specific ones, I mean, you could look at something like the, the Hugo Boss adverts with Chris Hemsworth. He's, he very much represents the sort of the, the ideal, the ideal body type, you know, and it's, it's, it's not just him and his body type, you know, he, he's, he's, He's worked on. He's worked on that. He's he, he got. He didn't get Thor for no reason. Works hard in the gym. You know what? That 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 that's good for him. But it's it's the way he's sort of painted in these these adverts as well. He, he's sort of str- striding around with his shirt half open and sort of girls clutching at him and and stuff like that. And I think that that in itself is a problem that I've I've talked about. Um, and I think it's something that encourages toxicity and toxic masculinity in that when it's not just that the ideal image is seen as an ideal image it's everything that comes with it as well it's the idea that when when you look like this when when you look like the people that you see in the adverts your life will be like them you'll have the you'll have the nice watches you'll have the flash car you'll you'll have 10 fresh press suits in your in your wardrobe and I think the other the other big problem with it is the way that women are portrayed in these adverts as being as being so sort of attracted to these men. Like there's a magnetism around these men. And I think that when when young boys see that, when you grow up with that image, it's it's kind of impossible for 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 them to think about women in a in a very respectful and positive light because you see you see these guys in these these adverts who look like what you want to look like and may look like someday and you kind of expect that you know all this stuff will fall into place and that women will throw themselves at you and all that sort of stuff and when you get to the age where you where you know it it doesn't happen because you know not every woman not every woman's going to throw themselves at you because that's just not how it works and it's it's stupid and disrespectful to think that it does work like that what it what it does is it puts not necessarily an expectation what maybe it is an expectation actually maybe it is an expectation that when you have this this body image that it's it's a very toxic thought but i think i think the idea is that when you have this body image you sort of you sort of own women and that's that's obviously a very toxic thought but I think it's something that does happen and it's 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 distressing and alarming that it does happen but I think it it the root of it or at least part of the root of it obviously toxic behavior is just toxic behavior and there's there's not really much of an excuse for it but I think the way the way that it's portrayed in advertising is definitely something that that contributes to it and sort of it's something that I discussed in the article as well. Like we present this ideal in advertising and then we wonder, we wonder why men have bad self-esteem or, or the suicide numbers are so high. And I think the the same thing happens with how men treat women as well. Like from a young age, it's, it's seen that when you have this body, you know, you can do what you like almost. And that, 
and that's really distressing. It, it it makes me feel really uncomfortable. That's that's why I can't like talk about it in a very straightforward way. I can't. I almost can't get my words out. But it, it it's because it's quite distressing. It's it's really, yeah. It's it's really yeah. It is, it is hard to talk about, definitely. And I think what you mentioned about the the, the way that this body type is so interwound with how men interact with women, I feel like it breeds a kind of entitlement that's become quite extreme in our society when you think of, I don't know if you know about incels, but um, it's kind of like a whole internet movement of men feeling so entitled to women that they're kind of confused about if basically incels is, is a very interesting, I think, way that male body image interacts with masculinity and that they feel that certain men who have a certain kind of genetic predisposition to look like the idealized man which they call chads um will then automatically be able to attract what they call femoids because they like to (laughs) (laughs) dehumanize women um and it it's just yeah i think it's um it's it's taken it's really really i don't mean really unsettling to think about um kind of that entitlement i guess it's almost kind of filled with guilt as, as a man I, I mean like even though it's not something that you're doing it's it's something so interwound with I guess yeah the way that masculinity is portrayed as like the um you know obviously the, the kind of like dominant gender in society that's really hard to remove from the way that men look see that's what I wanted to say you can just edit my bit out and just leave leave Ella's bit in that's <laughs> kind of that is what I was getting at <laughs> No, you said it perfectly. Um, and, and just to be clear, by the way, the article that we keep referring to um, is something that Dom wrote um, for The Courier. It's a really, really well-written article, so you can have a look at that on The Courier website if you are interested in reading his thoughts in more depth. Um, but yeah, so what do you think is the biggest misconception, I guess, when it comes to male body image and male body positivity? It's tough, really, to, to think of a misconception because like I said earlier, that there's not really much of a conversation about it to, to get to a point where there are misconceptions. I, su- I suppose the biggest misconception from, from, from that perspective is that men don't struggle with their body image. I suppose that that's a bit of a misconception if, if I'm saying that there is no real movement around it. Um, yeah, that, I would say that's probably the biggest misconception. I think that it's always assumed that that men don't think about their bodies and I think that's partly because of how much men think about restricting what women do with their bodies I think that that definitely plays a factor in it um you know that's obviously that that's something horrible that 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 guys do we we sort of feel this like Ella said entitlement over what women do with their bodies and it does it does sort of I know this feels like this sounds like a very not all men type thing to say, but I think it just kind of it masks it masks the idea that men can have trouble with it, with their bodies and their body image. And I think that it's it's difficult because I think when it comes to stuff like, I don't know, when you think about the, the stereotypical sort of locker room talk, it, I think that, you know, like what I just said, that the, the discussion around women's bodies is something that is is so closely associated with that locker room talk and it 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 is something that's so closely associated with it it's 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 discussed in the way it the way it's taught the way it's talked about and the way it happens but that does that does mask the sort of infight in the way that men bully other men 
and that's something that I've struggled with that I struggled with like I said at the at the start of the podcast it is it's yeah it's it is kind of masked and it as as mean as 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 men can be about women they can be about men and I think it's yeah that's something that's not necessarily I wouldn't say understood but talked about yeah the problem is is that a lot of the time women constantly think that like men are going to judge the way that they look and I think men would prefer to feed into that trope than they often would to say no I have body image trouble myself and I think it's that the, the, there's not an, the openness, I guess, that there needs to be in order for us to be able to move forward and be able to understand that every single person thinks way more about their body than they do about anyone else. And I think it's so, so interesting. I once heard this story where like a woman um, owned a shop and someone would go into the changing rooms and they would just hear themselves, like like the, the shop owner would constantly hear this person in the changing room saying, oh my God, this is going to, this looks horrific on me. And, you know, oh, I look awful. And then what she'd say over the changing room, like um, curtain would be, what, what color is the shirt that I'm wearing? And they would never know the answer. And it's that thing of the person never, ever, you never, you always look at yourself way more than you look at other, other people. And that's the same for every single person. So it's, it's that kind of thing of when are we going to realize that the only person that actually cares about our appearance is usually ourselves. <laughs> and if, other people don't do that then they're just trying to project their insecurities so it's, it's really really interesting actually because often people don't think of it like that and and to be fair it's very it's we're taught not to think of it like that we're taught to be self kind of aware in these hyper-conscious states that actually we don't need to be because we're all too aware of ourselves and um, so that kind of brings me on to what advice would you give other men who are struggling to accept their bodies I don't know if I'm the best person to talk about this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ad- advice. It's, it's difficult. Um, well, you could maybe think about like what you would say to your younger self, what you wish you could say to your younger self that would be a kinder way of speaking to yourself than perhaps you went through. I think one thing, if, if we frame the, the question around my younger self, I would say I would probably be super blunt and say that there's going to be really tough times ahead and it's not necessarily going to be the easiest battle but I think that I think probably the most important thing is just be able to talk about it like it seems it seems such a basic thing and it is such a basic thing but it's it's that first step that I think a lot of people struggle with it's it's the classic sort of case of insecurity and I think even people who fit in with this with the ideal body image have have some kind of insecurities because without those insecurities they wouldn't feel the need to belittle other people you know unless they're just fundamentally bad people which you know I, I'm not sure anyone is um but obviously that's a whole other podcast um but yeah it's I th- yeah I think I think just try and talk about it I think as long as you make that first step then you can start to engage with some of the other stuff then you can sort of read up on male body positivity women's body positivity because I think that helps as well and just sort of try to try to embrace embrace the fact that a lot of people are struggling with it which is not necessarily the most comforting thing but I think that when you realize that lots of people feel the same way as you 
it can it can help sort of build build a community and I think that that's kind of what what we need yeah I think that that is something that that men need we just need to support each other and it's it's super basic and it it sounds so patronizing but it's it doesn't happen talking like it it's it's such an important first step especially for men because I feel like it dismantles so many of the preconceptions of like steadfast unemotional like dominant presence that's portrayed even just the act of being like actually I feel small and a bit shit and sensitive about this um is is quite a, a kind of really big way of dismantling that whole system I think yeah and I think another thing that I touched on in the article was that that I think men men need a sort of community and I think what women have had with feminism has been fantastic feminism's like the most wonderful thing on earth like I think it's I think it's great and I think that the, the fact that you've the women's body positive movement has had the sort of whole drive for for equal rights for women and sort of equal treatment for women almost is brilliant and I'm not suggesting that men need a feminism because you you know what kind of conversations that would would bring up and I think that's that's kind of that <laughs> that's why we have incels now men thinking that kind of thing but I think some kind of community would be would be really nice so just sort of a crutch to fall back on when times get tough or when you know that something stupid's printed in the sun or in the mail about you know someone who looks I don't know bloated or whatever it's yeah it it'd be nice to have a sort of support network work or a community maybe even just an Instagram page it would be great can we make locker room talk just like a little therapy community where everyone just sits down that would be that would be sick I'd love that (laughs) in the locker room just like come on but yeah like in in the in the PE changing rooms that'd be great (laughs) yeah I think just just talk to your friends guys talk to your friends no, I love that. And I think you say you, you say it's so simple, but I, I don't think it is because I think so often, regardless of what gender you identify with, I think we all struggle to talk sometimes because often we're so bothered about what people are going to think of what we've got to say. We don't even say it in the first place. You don't even give yourself that chance to find out. And I think it's about vulnerability. It's always, most things always lead back to, are you okay with being vulnerable are you okay to speak in that moment and allow that little bit of that wall down and I think as soon as people start to talk to their friends like one little comment it can really open up a conversation and it's just about being brave enough to be to make that first kind of step and just ask that question and and see how people feel so we're going to do a quick fire round so I love these these rounds (laughs) and we're basically just going to ask you some questions you just gotta like say the first thing that comes into your head (laughs) Are these, are, like, gonna... are these general knowledge? Because you've just struck, no, no, no. Fear, you've struck fear into me now. Not your favourite things. So oh, okay. <laughs> don't worry, we're not quizzing you. So um, what's your favourite book? Uh, um, I, oh, I'm really not good at quick fire rounds. Uh, uh, the, the Born Identity. There you go. Ooh, fun. Um, what's your favourite series of podcast at the moment? Uh guardian football weekly (laughs) (laughs) it's really enjoyable don't knock it don't knock it i'm not knocking it sounds great favorite quote um oh i don't have one i don't like quotes 
no worries no no problemo right Ella Tom Lee I don't like quotes <laughs> my favorite quote favorite food um oh, why am I so bad at this uh fish and chips good one I love it favorite song to get you in a good mood I don't like happy music <laughs> favorite song then uh street spirit radiohead <laughs> I love it. Okay. Is there any other recommendations you've got in your locker that you'd like to share with us for anything? It can be books, series, podcasts, quotes. I know you don't like quotes. Food. <laughs> um, recommendations. See, I'm a music editor. What have I been listening to recently? <laughs> uh, everyone should go and listen to an album called going blank again by ride it's really good okay i love that noted <laughs> well thank well, you so so much ellen sorry did you have something else no i was just gonna say the same thing thank you for being so um so open talking about it so candidly because you're talking about how difficult that is and and how much we need it and i think this will definitely help a lot of a lot of others it's a conversation that's like definitely not spoken about enough and definitely in the in the male community so yeah, we just really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank, thanks you. so much, guys. I really, I really appreciate you coming on. And I was having a really good time until that quick fire round. <laughs> <laughs> so my experience was really good. <laughs> well, we should have, we should have prepped you for it. But I think it's <laughs> fun just seeing what people come up with on the spot because, like, I think I would really struggle too. So I'm sorry we did use that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst person for thinking on the spot. But thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. No, no worries at all. Thank you so much for everything. Um, and yeah, I think exactly as Ella said, just to echo what Ella said, like this conversation is so important. And I hope that it can help just even if it's one, two, three people to just speak a little bit more openly about their body image. Um, that is magical. That's what we want. So <laughs> feel yourself this February. <laughs> See ya. Okay. See ya. Thank you. Bye.